Welcome to the podcast version of Police Science Doctor, the online resource bridging the gap between research and investigative practice. For police personnel who go the extra mile. For academics who want to connect better with investigative practitioners. On YouTube and on policesciencedoctor.com. Good morning, everyone. Suzanne Knapp and Nicole here from Police Science Doctor. I don't usually broadcast on a mo in the morning, but I thought I'd give it a try just before I head into work. So this week, as every week, I've been sending out police science snippets to the police science doctor email subscriber list. The snippets are basically actionable pieces of research, three of them, golden nuggets, if you will, from academic scientific findings in the field of police research, crimin criminology, investigative psychology, forensic psychology, everything that is related to the field. But rather than law enforcement practitioners having to troll through academic articles that they can't usually access anyway, and then having to scan through them to see if there's anything that they can actually put into practice, I do that for you. And then I put them together into this email out on a Tuesday and I send them out. But then also when I can, I get on, I jump onto an online live um, session here and tell you all about it. And obviously I'm trying to get you to join the police science doctor email list because then I've got direct access to you and can actually send you things that I think will be relevant to you. And if you don't think things are relevant that I'm sending, you can always leave the list. That's absolutely no problem. So this week's police science snippets, let me just um, show you here what they are. The first one is about hair salons and domestic abuse. Now, the snippet goes as such. It was found that among Korean immigrants into the US, many hair salon clients were willing to report their own and their friend's domestic abuse victimization to their stylist. So you've got a better disclosure rates of domestic abuse to hairstylists than to police. These hairdressers could be a source of support if trained by police and other agencies on how to support and signpost victims. So the question is, why don't we go and actually provide some inputs to these hairdressers and to hairstylists on how to deal with people disclosing domestic abuse, what the support options are, what the agencies are, leave some leaflets and give them some education on how actually to support their clients. That was snippet number one. Snippet number two, emotional abuse in teenage relationships. Adolescents aged 16 to 19 are the most likely to experience abuse in romantic relationships than older groups. Even those adolescents that recognize unacceptable behaviors um, from a partner frequently do not know how to respond to such warning signs and to discourage further um, abuse and to discourage future abusive relationship behaviors. Now, this is really worrying. I didn't know that the 16 to 19 year olds were the highest risk group of emotional abuse. Um, they are relatively easily accessible going to schools and colleges and um, social media. This is where they hang out. So in terms of putting educational inputs in them, there will be something that could be really useful. And obviously, if they don't know how to stop these behaviors and how to safeguard from them in the future, there is a massive gap there. And we need to intervene in that. So anyone who's working with youth, anyone who's working with domestic abuse, this is something that still needs to be done. The last snippet for this week is childhood maltreatment and police contact. Physical abuse, sexual abuse and exposure to intimate partner violence in childhood increase the likelihood of later police contact, both as a victim and as an offender. So trauma-informed approaches, child maltreatment prevention and mental health awareness training needs to increase across agencies to break this cycle. So there's something really interesting um, about people who grew up witnessing a certain kind of thing in their families, in their neighborhood. 
even if it's negative, be it addiction, domestic abuse, crime, you'd think that it would put them off and you think they want to make other decisions. But I, I think there's some kind of, and I don't know if there's a term for it, I haven't looked into it. There's some kind of subconscious pull that happens, that people get pulled towards what they're familiar with. And, and if that is something negative, that is something we definitely want to stop. So these were the, the sand snippets for this week. Um, all of them have the link to the original article. It's not my research. I'm just passing it out, passing it on, sharing it out. So do click on them if I've sent you the email. If you um, if you want to join the email list, just go to policesciencedoctor.com, which is right here. And then you can put your, your details into the registration list and you'll be emailed all future science snippets. And you can also, with the password that you get for the read page on policesciencedoctor.com, you can access all the previous 43 weeks worth of snippets. You can download them as PDFs and you can build up a library and you can forward them on. I'm more than happy for you to do that. So um, thank you very much for listening today and um, I wish you a very good weekend. Bye-bye. Thank you for listening. I hope you found this content useful. You can get access to each episode's transcript with key learning points, timestamps and references if you get yourself onto my mailing list. Just go to the main website on policesciencedoctor.com and on the bottom of each page you will find a sign-up form for notifications of new content. Just enter your first name, your preferred email address and the type of organization you work for. You will not get any spam, this is just for me to let you know about new content and for you to get access to all the transcripts.